Good morning and happy Mother's Day. This morning, I am excited to reflect with you on the topic, how are you being? In our gospel text today, Jesus said to his disciples, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. This chapter 15 in the book of John also begins with an I am statement from Jesus. The Gospel of John is in many ways a book about identity, revealing the identity of Christ and the identity of those who follow after Christ. We learn who Jesus is in the Gospel of John through several of Jesus's identity statements when he says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. And in this chapter, he says, I am the true vine. So as one who follows after Christ, how would you describe your identity? How would you complete the I am statement? We often ask others, how are you doing? Which obviously focuses on the doing and connects their identity and ours to the doing. But the witness of Christ in the Gospel of John prompts me to ask us all today, not how are you doing, but who are you being? When we put the focus on how we be, excuse the grammar or lack thereof, and focus in with me on the meaning, this question is a more intimate question about your state of being your well-being, and ultimately your soul's well-being. In the midst of these multiple pandemics, we have been forced to be still, to be more isolated, perhaps to be more introspective, and to begin to look at how we have been being as a community, as a church, a country, and really as ourselves. It's not really an esoteric question or I'm not interested in the existential aspect of the question, but I really want us to get to the nitty gritty. For many, this moment has forced us to think about what it means to be human beings rather than human doings. This question about our being as followers of Christ is inextricably linked to our relationship and our connection to Christ. How are we known? If we're known as disciples of Christ, how are we being who we say we are? And this relationship to Christ is what I believe John is pushing us to focus in on in this text today about abiding. Abiding is the act of remaining in, dwelling in the presence of God through Christ as we see in this text, abiding in Christ is about shifting our focus to God 
filling up on God's word, obeying God's word, and shifting our minds and our hearts to the very will of God. When we abide, we focus on God. We know very well that this focus can be challenged by life. Life can get so consuming, so full of to-dos and challenges and defeats and setbacks, and then add pandemic upon pandemic, the strain of injustice and equity, the strain of, of the stressors of working from home, home now being home, school, hospital, workplace, makes us feel so overwhelmed. Setbacks and failures lead many of us to focus on fear rather than faith. We sometimes then become stuck, begin to normalize the abnormal. And some get so fed up that they give up. We stop dreaming, stop hoping, and many times we become indifferent or apathetic. We stop being in Christ. We stop being present for others and become lulled into being alive, but not really living. How are you being? We know that God can work miracles, but many, because of the challenges of life and its circumstances, have stopped believing that God can work a miracle for us. We become so bombarded by current reality and circumstance that we no longer see God, hear God, sense God. Overwhelmed by bad news, mistakes, outside circumstances, internal scripts and conversations, so much so that we forget what God promised long ago. We've lost our excitement and joy in our faith walk, and we've begun to wonder if God has forgotten about us. If this is you, I came today to let you know that you're not alone. Even David proclaimed in Psalm 51, Oh Lord, restore the joy of my salvation. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. A wonderful gospel singer, Andre Crouch, wrote in his song, Take Me Back. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first received you. Take me back, dear Lord, to the place where I first believed. That exciting moment when we first encountered Christ and abided with Christ and excitement about our future, dreams were enlivened. We want to get back to being with God in that place. When we abide in God, our focus shifts from circumstance to the amazing, wondrous options and opportunities that reside in relationship with God. When we direct our gaze and our hearts, our thoughts and our actions, our intents on God, we sing like the songwriter, I love the Lord, he's heard my cry and pitied every groan. Long as I live and troubles rise, I hasten to God's throne. When Peter looked to God, he was able to walk on water. When you look to God and focus on God, you'll begin to hear things that you otherwise would not hear. You begin to experience a peace that surpasses all understanding to guard hearts and minds. When we look to God, abide in God, 
when we strive to get closer, we can pull away from petty distractions. When we look to God, what I love about this text is it reminds us that God looks to us. He says, when you abide in me, I then shall also abide in you. When we abide in Christ, we can dwell in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I think in the modern church, we have in many instances become too sophisticated to call on the power of the Holy Spirit. We insert the Holy Spirit into our liturgy. But do we really believe that the Holy Spirit is with us, that when we dwell with the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit to fall fresh on us, saturate us with your power, that things can change? In the reading from the book of Acts today, we, like them, can experience the presence of the Holy Spirit right here, right where you are. For we learned through that reading that the Holy Spirit is not a respecter of person. When we now, preparing to celebrate the ascension, turn our gaze to God and the reminder that when Christ died, Christ gave us a great comforter and counselor in the Holy Spirit. We can experience the very presence of God in the here and now. Holy Spirit, fall fresh on us. When we hear and experience the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit leads us for those are led by the Spirit are the sons and the daughters of God. The Holy Spirit reveals truth, for when the spirit of truth comes, the spirit will guide us into all truth. The Holy Spirit strengthens and encourages us, comforts us, helps us in our weakness, intercedes with us and for us when we don't even have the words to pray. I don't know about you, but in today's times full of strife and doubt and injustice and needs and stresses and pains and losses, I need the Holy Spirit to fall fresh on me. All of my strivings are lost. All of our work and credentials mean nothing. All gifts and talents are powerless without the Holy Spirit. We don't have time for vain strivings or vain worship and vain reputation and repetitions. We need power from on high to live this life fully. The text in Acts today reveals that power from God, that loving embrace through the presence of the Holy Spirit. When we abide in God, and God abides in us through God's Holy Spirit, we are awakened again to the presence of one who will never leave us nor forsake us. How are you being? Ultimately, when we abide with God, we are ushered into a transformational relationship that reminds us we're not alone, reminds us we're loved, and we're promised a fruit from that relationship. We're promised multiple fruits. In this text, it points directly to the fruit of joy. That in this relationship, our joy is made complete. That joy, that complete joy, gets us through unseen moments. 
wells up in us and encourages us when all around seems lost, reminds us that God's joy is not restricted by happenings or circumstance and compels us to love this wonderful God who when we abide with God, abides with us. That love from God compels us also to love one another. And when we do so, fully, completely, and radically, we make ourselves available unto God. Lord, we're available to you. Our will, we give to you. We'll do what you say to. Use us, Lord, to show someone else the way and enable us to say, our storage is empty and we are available to you. When we do that, we are able to be more and to fully understand who we are in Christ, to be known by love, to be known in abiding presence with God. Amen.